Do you know how many files your employees have uploaded, downloaded, emailed, airdropped, slacked, or shared via Google Drive today? A lot of that data has left your organization, and you don't even know it. Visit Code42.com to learn how Insider prevents data exfiltration. This podcast is brought to you by ESET, the global leaders in cybersecurity. ESET business solutions range from endpoint and mobile security to encryption, two-factor authentication, and advanced threat detection. And they've just introduced their new endpoint security management platform called ESET Protect. The ESET Protect business security bundles take security to a whole new level. For small businesses and MSPs, I recommend ESET Protect Advanced to cover all your security bases. ESET Protect Advanced includes endpoint protection, cloud sandboxing for advanced threat detection, and prevention, full disk encryption, file server security, and cloud-based console. Right now, you can save 20% with this limited-time offer. So you're not only getting best-in-class cloud-managed protection against advanced attacks, you're enjoying a significant discount. Not yet convinced? Don't worry. You can also get a free trial and an interactive demo at business.eset.com radio. Get 20% off ESET's new business cybersecurity bundle, ESET Protect Advanced, at business.eset.com radio. Welcome to the Boost Podcast with Kelly Leonard. The podcast providing you with immediate access to tools, tips, and tactics to boost your business success, build your brand, optimize relationships, obtain more leads, secure thought leadership space, and tap into new markets. It's the Boost Podcast. And now, here's Kelly Leonard. Hello and welcome back to the Boost Podcast. I'm your host, Kelly Leonard. In today's episode, I chat with Beth Berman. Beth helps leaders build better businesses and reclaim their lives. An entrepreneurial operating system implementer, or EOS, Beth specializes in cultivating cohesive, accountable teams and the traction needed for growth and scale. The part of Boost that Beth will address is secure thought leadership space. Lean in to how her work covers vision, people, data, issues, process, and traction. Hey, Beth, welcome to the Boost Podcast. Thank you. How are you, Kelly? I'm doing wonderfully. Thank you. I am so excited for this conversation because I think we've been trying to schedule this for like a year now, and it's been one thing after another after another. So I am so happy that the moon and stars aligned today and brought us together. As am I. (laughs) (laughs) It's been long overdue, and I've been like sitting on pins and needles waiting to hear more about EOS, Entrepreneurial Operating System. So tell us more about what that is and sort of what you do. Oh, okay. I'd be happy to. So um, EOS is the Entrepreneurial Operating System. It is a system, a set of integrated tools and process, um, a real system for integrating all the moving parts of a business. It focuses on three things, um, vision, traction, healthy. So many companies have vision, Mm -hmm. uh, which is really getting people on the same page as to where they're going, how they're going to get there. Um, And that may or not be shared by all the people in their organization. Many visionaries have a very clear picture in their head, Mm -hmm. and people don't really have any idea of what they're talking about. Mm -hmm. But the place where most companies really fall down is in having the traction, the second element, Mm -hmm. to move a business forward toward the vision. So traction is all about creating discipline and accountability around 
executing on that vision, um, having everyone on the same page um, and clear on what it takes to make that vision a reality. And then the third element is healthy. So healthy means open, honest leadership teams who are willing to uh, bring issues forward, uh, really um, take the ego out of the equation and subjectivity and work together. And so what happens when you strengthen what's known as these six key areas or six key components of a business is that these three areas get strengthened to the point where a business can grow and scale. And what we like to say is um, better business, better lives. So you improve the business, you increase the amount of control a leader has to work on their business rather than in their business. And then um, they, you know, it translates into life as well. Um, and, and just finally, they, the idea behind all this is that it's a, a set of simple practical tools that are, as I said, simple, but not necessarily easy. So my job is to bring it to each client and make it work for them and help them interpret it, interpret the nuances for their business, um, which totally floats my boat because I've been uh, facilitating leadership teams for many years now, and I love working in that good to great space. Mm, Nice, nice. So in the organizations that you're in, do you find that you really have to spend a lot of time on helping the team? Because I'm assuming that it's um, in order for this to work properly or to be effective um, from a growth and scale perspective, you've got to have everyone in the organization on board understanding and knowing what the vision is first off, right? Yes. Um, we work exclusively with leadership teams mm-hmm. to, en- to enable and empower them to get on the same page with their vision mm-hmm. and then bring it through the organization in such a way that they get the traction, that they create the healthy teams at the top level and then within the organization. So the amount of sessions that I run, um, it's a safe learning process. And we start with a day where, and and I should backtrack a second, our belief in Gino Wickman and his writing of the book Traction and the many books that he's put out there and, you know, the 7,600 companies that are operating on this system now because it really is that great. Um, the notion is that vision without traction is hallucination. Mm. So you can have all the vision in the world. You can have all of your people. You can be preaching to them, everything else. But until the number one, the components of a vision are really shared by all. And until you have the traction to keep it moving forward on executing in that vision through all areas of the organization. That's where the real power comes from. Okay. So does your, does the work that you do, do you ever find yourself helping to retool or to frame the vision? Because I'd imagine there are instances where maybe the vision is put out there, but then it's like, ah, is that really the vision? Okay. Like, do you do a lot of <laughs> yeah. that or do you go in and presupposing yeah. that, okay, this is the vision and we're just going to work with it? Oh, no, no, no. So the, so the extension of what I just said is we do traction first. So oh. the idea behind vision without traction is hallucination is that unless you have the piece parts and the structure and the accountability to execute on it, it's really not going to happen. And we go from a, a structure first 
attraction first mindset where we start by looking at the behaviors that are going to move a company to being able to break through the ceiling. You know, uh, companies go through the periods of evolution and revolution and Mm -hmm. rarely is it a straight trajectory up. Mm -hmm. Um, But then what we start with in terms of really an attraction piece is setting their accountability chart. Setting the structure that is the right and best structure for the next six to 12 months to take them to the next level. Mm-hmm. And at, at a very simplified, uh, in a very simplified approach without overcomplicating things, you know, the three to seven major functions, what are the roles in those functions? And only then will we look at who are the right people to sit in those roles. Mm. Um, we, we start to do some early goal setting so that we can work on their abilities to predict short-term and long-term and to execute. Mm. We set up a meeting structure that takes all other meetings. It's called the level 10 meeting because most meetings are rated at a two or a three because mm. they're so inefficient and unenjoyable. Mm-hmm. But a, a meeting structure that just moves them forward on their most important priorities mm-hmm. um, and, and leaves a lot of the unnecessary discussion around reporting of things that goes well, but really focuses on getting to the issues and solving them in a way where they are then compartmentalized and executed upon. Gotcha. And so, okay, so you piqued my interest on that whole level 10 meeting thing, because I find myself in a lot of meetings. And so (laughs) are there certain elements or components that would make a meeting a level 10 meeting versus what you alluded to previously, level two? (laughs) Absolutely. So um, first of all, a level 10 meeting will be held the same time every week. Mm -hmm. It's a weekly meeting. It will start on time. It will end on time. Mm -hmm. It will have a very specific agenda um, that creates rather than three hours of conversation about football in the weekend or the last client problem that gives a quick segue in to give a little bit of personal connection in the beginning, Mm -hmm. then um, a, a, a series of reporting um, segments, which are really only, and the only items from that are if something is off track or not done and a commitment hasn't been followed through on, then we, we, we discuss it. The things that are going well, great. You know, we all know it. We don't need to spend hours uh, discussing it if it's going well. The idea is to spend the time in the leadership team really focusing on what's the most important uh, way we can spend our time together to move the business forward. So after that, we might create, we might discuss some uh, employee headlines, but the bulk of our meeting and this meeting pulse, it's, believe it or not, a 90 minute meeting. And people say every week, a 90 minute meeting. Um, The bulk of it is really an issue solving and then getting things moved forward. The, the reason that the 90-minute meeting works is because these meetings are so efficient, you actually are able to skip a lot of other meetings, and certainly meetings that you would involve your entire leadership team, the most precious time of all. Um, you know, a lot of the, the need for those other meetings get mitigated, mm-hmm. uh, and only some subset will go into them. So this is a meeting comprised, like who are the attendees of the, is it just strictly leadership team or is it the entire, like who, what does this typically look like? So we set this up first at the leadership team level, but Mm -hmm. everything we do at the leadership level is then 
cascaded down mm. throughout the organization. Okay. Um, we first want the leadership team to be expert in running the meetings and setting goals and practicing being open and honest and learning how to solve, identify issues at the root and solve issues. These various skills, which is why we do the traction first, mm-hmm. because we don't want to roll it out prematurely. So it's done in a, a staged learning process. Mm-hmm. And when the team is ready, they then roll out the elements of EOS that make the most sense. This, what I'm giving you today are just the basic elements. Mm-hmm. There's a whole uh, another level of tools and a toolbox and so forth that also get um, folded into the process as a company moves forward through it. Wow. Very cool. Very cool. Now you said it's totally comprehensive. Yeah, it sounds like it. Now you touched on something that also kind of raised my antennas. You mentioned, um, the third element, is it healthy or helping? Oh, healthy, healthy, helping. I do to helping. I do to a fault (laughs) because as you know, I I worked for a very long time in the area of the why and passion and teamwork and team building. Right. And uh, which there are elements of that also in EOS. Mm -hmm. But even in those days, the, uh, and and this is a bit of a tangent, but even in those days, you know, a lot of those initiatives were great, but they didn't stick. And that's what often happens in a company without that traction piece. Right. So the healthy, healthy is really about cultivating a level of openness and honesty in a company where everyone's working toward the same thing. Mm -hmm. They're not afraid to bring up issues, bring up disagreements. Healthy conflict is good for an organization. Mm -hmm. Um, And when people can combine an environment where titles and ego are kind of sublimated because the structure replaces it, um, and really in terms of areas of accountability, mm-hmm. um, and issues arise and you've got clear data on everything that's happening in your company at the highest entrepreneurial level, there's an openness that comes from that. Mm-hmm. And the ability for people to get real with each other is where real progress is made. And that's what we mean by healthy. Cause unfortunately most leadership teams, mm-hmm. they just aren't really having fun. They're not working well. Mm-hmm. They, um, or if they, if they purport to be working well, it's really because they've never, what we say, entered the danger. You know, mm-hmm. they never get real. Mm-hmm. They, and, and so therefore that builds frustrations or miscommunications or missing elements in their communication. So to me, EOS, and healthy peace, especially, is is really all about communication. Mm-hmm. Now, and you said something about removing ego. Like, practically speaking, what does that look like? Or can you give us an example of a client where sure. you had to assist with that whole, because I'm intrigued by that. <laughs> <laughs> so... So what happens in most organizations, they have an organization chart and the organization chart has titles rather than areas of accountability or responsibility. Mm. And with that comes a lot of ego Mm -hmm. and people will not have healthy open conversations because someone has X title. Mm -hmm. So when, but when you take that away, for instance, there I, I'm working with a company that I, I'm just loving working with right now. It's, it's in succession. It's an HVAC company, um, family business. They've got 
what we call a visionary or someone with 20 ideas before breakfast mm-hmm. who had a you know more impressive title um, and they also have an integrator who might you know you might think of as a COO type mm-hmm. but we don't call them a COO we oh. call them an integrator huh. because they're integrating all the various functions at the highest level of the organization. Mm -hmm. And what has happened is rather than it being a power struggle, each is prized for their ability to work within their functions and the roles that they have clearly defined. So I I don't know if you've ever been involved in a company that has a visionary with, Mm -hmm. you know, they're just great idea people, but yeah. they don't want to put their, yeah, implementation. they don't want to get their hands <laughs> right, dirty, right. But, you know, and, and the idea is let's give them the bandwidth and the role structure so that they could go out and cultivate those big relationships and have those great ideas, but they need to also be reined in by the integrator who's making the business run mm-hmm. and charting a course rather than kind of yanking it around around every shiny object. So right. it creates clarity and a balance. And it's not about the title. It's about each being best in their function. Mm. So in that case, does the org chart kind of do you flip it on its head entirely in terms of, okay, there are no titles. It's just kind of a, a, I don't know, an operational description of what areas a person's responsible for or what does that look like? It ultimately does replace an organization part, an organization chart, excuse me. Mm-hmm. There can still be um, job descriptions in a company. It's not total replacement for that. But the whole thing behind EOS is simplicity, the idea of less is more. We mm-hmm. overcomplicate things. Mm-hmm. So if you can recruit or you can identify in an organization the five major roles for a person in any given position, mm-hmm. And the rest gives them the flexibility to be creative in executing on that. Mm. And it's a, it's a matter of executing on those roles to the fullest extent. So is it flipping it on its head? It's changing the discussion. Mm-hmm. It's changing the focus, not toward title and power as much as it is excellence in the role and having right people, right seats. Mm-hmm. Um, and so forth. This has been awesome. Thank you so much, Beth, for sharing this information. I'm sure there are business leaders that are tuning in that are like, how do I stay in touch? How do I find this Beth Berman person? (laughs) So what's the best way for someone to reconnect with you if they like what they hear? So I have a website, which is compellications.com, which is more difficult than giving my phone number. It's 240-560-8946. And it's 240-560-U-WIN in the old dialing method, uh, which is a nod to my dad, who always said we were winners. Um, And um, I'm on LinkedIn uh, at linkedin.com slash in slash growth DC. I have offices in Potomac, Maryland, in Lewis, Delaware, And uh, basically, I love serving entrepreneurial leaders who are growth-oriented, willing to get real, and want the best businesses that they can have. Awesome. 
Thank you so much for this, Beth. This has been super enlightening, and I am just so grateful for your friendship and your continued support and definitely your wisdom. So thank you for your time. Well, thank you. I don't know what my world would be like without Kelly Leonard. <laughs> oh, you're so sweet. <laughs> have a good one. You too. Have a great night. Well, that concludes this episode of the Boost Podcast. Thank you again for listening in. If you don't mind, if you could like, subscribe, or share the podcast with a friend, I would greatly appreciate it. For more information on anything Boost related, you can visit our website at www.kellytleonard.com. News, laws, and regulations are changing by the day. We get it. And at ADP, we're here to help guide you with up-to-the-minute compliance expertise so you can pay your people accurately and on time, regardless of what each new day may bring. Learn more at ADP.com.